on that note, hello and welcome to our Baptist Catholic podcast, the show where two Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are the bearded, and we don't have a guest today, so we're going to... You're stuck uh, with us, people. Yeah. Uh, you probably already saw the title of the episode. We're going to talk about Louis and Celie Martin, because today is their, their feast day. But before we... Celie or Zelie? I've C never... Celie? It's it's French. It's French. Zelie. Louis Zelie. Louis Zelie. I, that that has you a don't have to, to over exaggerate well, the. Uh, that's what you. That's how you speak French, dude. You over like dude. You gotta do it like that. <laughs> Se nos I don't, don't speak French. Gente que speak, que speaka el, el <laughs> gonna get mad at us for any French speakers that listen to this or watch this. We apologize for how we're gonna butcher your lovely language um but um we i wanted to tell a, a little story before we get started um i i was not thinking about sharing this with greater audience but um it was pretty cool how things happened i um um i got laid off from work on june 10th unfortunately the company that i was working for uh decided to part ways with me that was that creates a lot of stress as a single income family household household mm -hmm. um with so growing I, children with growing children yeah mm -hmm. uh, diapers are not cheap and um so i started looking for jobs and um thanks be to god i already have a job secured uh so this that's like the i'm, I'm doing the punchline before but um the cool thing about it is that a lot of people um prayed for my for myself and for my family and um there were two particular individuals that went to solanas for intercession so that was pretty cool uh, one of uh, our good friends um got a votive candle at solanas's uh, center for the intention of, of me finding a job um and then um We befriended Jessica from Blessed by Cancer uh, that you probably saw the episode uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, um, well, she's in Detroit. So she went and mm -hmm. dropped a handwritten intention at Selenus's tomb. That's beautiful. Um, so we are just attributing this miracle of me finding the best job that God wanted me to get to Blessed Selenus Casey. You heard it here first <laughs> small miracle probably not worth canonization but you know he's still working his um his intercession um from from heaven so very very um thankful for mm -hmm. father Salinas to uh you know do the assist on that one <laughs> did you thank god ahead of time i mean yes and you and i talked about it right mm -hmm. like thank god ahead of time for the great next job that I will get. And I think it's yeah. going to be a really cool one in, in my career as a professional. That's awesome. We don't, we don't, we don't talk a lot about what I do because, you know, I'm a transponster. He's a, he's a transponster. <laughs> yeah, That's how I understand it. I for a living. You've, you've <laughs> seriously told me what you do maybe 20 times since we've met and I still have no clue what it is. I know you code. I know you do computer stuff, but I have no idea how it gets applied. Yeah. I know nothing. Yeah, I know you've worked with that. big companies and I right. know that it's, it's pretty important what you do, but it's your Chandler from friends for me. I have 
<laughs> if a if a million dollar question came up about me explaining what you do, I would lose the million dollars. That's about it. Uh, yeah, I just I, I work with computers and people. Let's just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. So today is July twelfth, and it's mm -hmm. uh, the feast day of Louis Celie Martin, and uh, the first couple married couple to be canonized at the same time that are married couples that are saints separately they get canonized separately um which that's probably like a, another episode in and of itself mm -hmm. of all of the married couples um that are saints but um this particularly this particularly interesting because they they were canonized together uh which is unusual i think it's the first yeah couple to get canonized at the same time so who 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 did the canonization was that saint john paul no it was uh, pope francis in 2015 so very oh. very recently got it um and uh well i mean for those that don't know i mean they're, they're the parents of saint Teresa of Lisieux. let's just start with that um but i guess i'm gonna ask you how much do you know about louis and silly I know very little. I obviously know the uh, Little Flower's parents, but I don't know. I don't know a lot about the Little Flower, to be honest. I haven't okay. read a uh, story of a soul, but I know just the basics of, of the family, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I think I saw an Ascension video once on them that just gave a very uh, uh, a summation of, of their life. Um, right. So. Okay. So my wife and I, we have a really big devotion to them, uh, mainly because we named Lucia Therese, and she is proving to behave like Therese when she was a child. So we <laughs> go to Louis and Celie for intercession. Actually, I brought some um, visual aids. That's the whole Martin family, which we'll get into it. But there's uh, Louis and Celie in the middle. The four infant children in the middle you're 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 really away from the microphone sorry um yeah let's see there you go that's yeah that's better okay so the four kids in the middle died in infancy and then um so they had nine children and then the other five became religious so that's pretty cool we'll get into it okay that's well, awesome I'm, I'm i'm skipping ahead and that's like yeah. a really great icon. That, that's um, that's that my have. daughter Frida's favorite saint, by the way. Saint Therese. Yeah. We have the like She's the cutest. That we had the cutest video of Frida when she was like five or four. She was uh -huh. pretty tiny, and they had this um, uh, family night at at the church, where everybody would dress. All the kids would dress up as their favorite saint. Mm -hmm. And I had Ana Lucia and then Frida, right? Ana Lucia was Saint Lucy, so she mm -hmm. had the crown with candles and whatnot. Yeah. And every every kid had to come up and say who they who they were, and just like a little something of why they're known, right? So she comes up and she says, "I'm Lucia. I'm the uh, um, my name means light, and I'm the patron saint of the blind, or whatever." And yeah, people clapped. And but Andalusia at this point was like almost hitting seven years old. So okay, a seven year old 
pretty capable of doing that. Vida right. was like tiny. Um, and she comes, I mean, she was like dressed at St. Saint, Saint Therese with like a crucifix and like a little uh, bouquet of flowers. Mm -hmm. And she comes up, man, and she she just memorized exactly what she was going to say. And and she said, um, I am St. Therese, I'm child Jesus. You know, be, be, she had like a little lisp when she was little. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, I do great things. I do little things with great love. And people just lost it. It's like, oh, you know, it was so fun to see it. We still look at that video now, and it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's it's content, dude. That's content. We need to put it on Instagram. Yeah, so yeah, we we'll put it up. We'll put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's do some facts about Louis and Celie. Uh, Louis was born in 1823 in Bordeaux, <laughs> France, and Celie was born in 1831. So he was eight years older than she was so he would be what we would call in mexico saltacunas uh, cradle robber i think that's a, a term in english um it's a funny little fact both of them wanted to enter religious life louis wanted to be a monk and silly wanted to be a religious um but they understood that it was not god's will to become religious so louis became a watchmaker and uh, Celie had a very successful uh, lace making business, which eventually, I think, after they got married, Louis stopped doing making watches and just yeah. manage the the lace making um, business. Which it's like, come to think of it, it's like lace. Well, I guess in the eighteen hundreds, lace was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen lace being made? No, but I'm pretty sure it's very in intricate. It's and labor so complicated. I, I mean, I saw a machine do it once on Instagram, and I was like, "How is this machine doing this and not messing up?" I can't imagine just doing it by hand. I know, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Um, so the both of them met at, and excuse me, all French speakers, Alison, I think, in 1858. And got married after three months of courtship. It's like they knew right away. They wanted to get married. It's one of those things that they were crossing. It, it sounds like a telenovela almost. They were like crossing paths on a on a bridge. Mm -hmm. They knew that they had to marry each other. It's just like well, mostly because they were up there in age too, right? Well, but, yeah. I mean, Louis was thirty five and Celie mm -hmm. was twenty seven, which is not oddly enough. I looked it up. Um, in the 1800s, it was not a custom to have women and men marry young. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that 26 would be, like, super old. Me too. For them to, to marry. But um, apparently, the, the average age for women to get married was, like, 26. And for men, it was, like, 25. So Louis was kind of old to get married by the 1800 standards. But... Silly, not so much. Mm -hmm. um, but then they started living the first 10, ten months of their marriage. They lived as celibates. Um, but then, about a year after, um, about a year after their uh, their marriage, they changed their mind based on um, uh, advice that they got from their confessors and spiritual directors, and decided to have as many children 
as God would send them. And um, I mean, we already showed the picture for those that are watching. For those that are listening, they had nine children. Um, and five of them entered the uh, religious life. Four of them died in, in infancy. So they got, I, th I thought it was very funny. Well, not funny, but kind of like how, how much devotion they had to the Holy Family that all of the girls' first name is Marie and the boys' first name is Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> yeah. So they got Marie Louise, the oldest. Um, she became Sister Marie of the Sacred Heart, Carmelite at Lisieux. Uh, Marie Pauline, uh, religious, Mother Agnes of Jesus, Carmelite at Lisieux as well. Leonie, um, Sister Francois Therese, um, she was a visiting dean uh, nun at Crain. And um, I did not know this until now that I was making research for, for this episode, but she is a candidate for sainthood since oh, January wow. of 2015. Yeah, so there might be four out of the four. nine uh, or 11 mm -hmm. in the Martin family canonized saints. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, dude. That's kind of mind-blowing. Um, and then Marie-Hélène, who is uh, fourth, um, the fourth child, she died in infancy, um, about four years old when she died. Joseph uh, Louis, uh, one of the boys, uh, and Joseph Jean-Baptiste, um, same thing. They were about maybe not even one year old. Yeah, um, and they were about and, a year separate, right? Yeah, and then uh, Marie Celine um, was the seventh. Uh, she became Sister Genevieve of the um, Most Holy Face, another Carmelite at Lisieux. Um, and then Marie Melanie Therese, another one that uh, unfortunately passed away. And the baby of the house was Marie Francois Therese, Saint Therese of Lisieux, of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face, um, who was canonized in 1925. Um, you know, I, I said that wrong in a future episode. Said that um, the terrorist died in 1925 when we were talking to Chris. Mm -hmm. So next week's episode, you're gonna hear me say that Saint Teresa of Lisieux died in 1925, but she did not. She died in 19 1897. Mm -hmm. um, Canonized in 1925. Correct. Yeah. <clears throat> so very fruitful in um, you know from 1860 to 1873. They had nine children in the span of 13 years. That is uh, amazing to, to have that. And, uh, and the fact that they had to go through losing not one, not two, not three, but four children. Four children. Um, there are some letters of Celie where she is very, uh, it, it is very um uh, I don't know. It causes anxiety in me as a parent to read those letters because I think one of the kids starved to death because the wet nurse wouldn't feed the baby. Like Celie had problems with lactation. Mm. Um, and, and this is Deanna that told me that story. And I was like, my goodness, I feel for Celie so bad to, to, to experience that. Losing a child is a terrible experience to begin with. But then have to go through it four times. 
and 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 they they would still like have their joy in in their faith that would be like the center yeah. of uh of their life yeah so this is one of the things that it's like there's a lot of tragedy in this family but also there's a lot of fruit in 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 the family right yeah um and then on top of that so let's say you have your your kids that you are raising but then in 1877 when Celie was 45 uh, she dies of breast cancer so <clears throat> yikes yeah that's uh, that, that, and that's one of the reasons that I'm like very close and kind of like feel for Saint Louis Martin because he moved with his five daughters to Lisieux and uh and he has to raise all these girls by himself by himself and <laughs> and provide for them too you know i mean right that's... that's not nothing but you don't have your wife to to help out with raising of girls but then gradually those girls start leaving you for to go into the convent um I mean, that was, <laughs> I can I cannot even fathom the idea of Lucia like getting married, let alone like going into the convent, where I wouldn't see her like as uh, frequently as uh, I would want to see her. Um, but I have a quote from Louis Martin talking about his daughters going into religious life. He said, "It is a great, great honor for me that the good Lord desires to take." all of my children, if I had anything better, I would not hesitate to offer it to him. And I was like, okay, well, that's yes. why the man is a saint, right? That's true. That I mean, that's why it's yeah. just like complete and utter uh, release to the will of God. Um, yeah, surrender. Is the complete name of the surrender, game. and and I and I think there's no other way you can go through those hardships, you know, other than just having complete trust in 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 God's mercy and and knowing that it's it's not the end here. Um, but it is crazy to me to think how he managed with only girls in terms of like being like a single dad and back in that, in that time must not have been easy, especially when you have somebody like St. Therese, like we know she had a very particular personality. Yeah. You know, so how do you, and her being the baby. Yeah. How do you kind of like counter rest that, you know, I don't, I don't, necessarily know what type of personality um uh louis had but if he was like i don't know was he maybe like a phlegmatic um you know well from what i've read he uh well he wanted to be a monk so one of the cool things that i that i read about him is that in their home in lisieux i think he had his own little place like he had his um, kind of like, like his almost own like a chapel, almost like a chapel oh, okay. in the attic 
where he would go and spend time in prayer there where he had like religious images and like a little altar and whatnot. And uh, he would spend time there in silence, kind of getting away from the girls, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> and the girls were, they were um, welcome to that space if and only if they were going to be there in order to pray and grow in like in communication with God. Nice. So he, t I, I guess that's also why I am like very drawn to friendship with St. Louis Matan because he wanted to be a monk, but he became a dad. And I, mm -hmm. you know, how I like monasticism and, and, and he also structured his, um, his life with the girls and with Celie, obviously they did like, they had their work, their prayer and their uh, recreation. So they had time allotted for those three things throughout the day, um, especially because they worked together as a family, right? Um, but even when, when he was um, by himself with the girls, um, very benedicting, I would say, like, ora in labora kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and one more thing about, like you asked about the personality and that's just coming to mind that he was also very, very much in love with, with nature. And uh, he spoke very romantically about um, the flowers and the trees and creation. And that's where Therese got it from. That's why Therese was so able to speak in those terms of like, I am the little flower of the Lord and I just need to let himself, uh, you know, wash me with his, uh, showers of uh, rain and whatnot. Um, so there's like, you start to see like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the dad was like that. And it's a little mm -hmm. bit of, of them in, in, in the, in the child as well. Um, so, you know, there were like a very, very, they had Christ at the center of their lives and uh, totally, but I don't know if that's, that's phlegmatic. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would put him as phlegmatic, but um, definitely a, a great man. I, also one of the things that Louis, I don't know so much about Celie, so I'm sorry, Celie, that I'm not, like, I'm neglecting you, but I, I haven't read so much about her. Um, at uh, uh, Story of a Soul, do I have the quote? Uh, I don't have the quote, but I think at some point Therese said something about like God gave her parents worth of heaven more mm -hmm. than of earth. Um, and also he was very affectionate with Therese, at least. I think he would call her his little queen of Navarre or something like that. <laughs> so it's true. Therese had him wrapped around her yeah. pinky, you know. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's aspirations, right? As you see, like, this very prayerful man um, that has to go through all of this suffering to raise very holy children, both Silly and, and Louis, to, to raise very holy children that eventually they decide they want to dedicate their lives to God, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're the patron saints of illness, marriage, parenting, 
and widowers. So there you go. It makes sense because of all the things that we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, okay, but there's more. So so far we have. You know, they wanted they wanted to be religious. They get married. They start having children. Some of them die in infancy. Celie uh, dies in 1877. In 1889, Louis suffered two paralyzing strokes, uh, followed by um, cerebral arteriosclerosis, um, and he was hospitalized for three years at Bonsever Asylum in Cannes. Um, basically, I looked it up what that means, and it's like the arteries in his brain became hardened so that's why he had like two strokes and usually after that after you have a a, a stroke and have cerebral arteriosclerosis um you get incapacitated in your motor skills and, and mm -hmm. you're not able to do all of the things that you would normally do on your own um so after those three years that he was in the in the hospital um, in, in 1892, he went back to Lisieux, um, where two of his daughters who were Carmelites. I'm not sure that Therese was one of them. Must have been some of the two older um, daughters that took care of him until he died on July 29th in um, July 29, 1894 at Chateau Lamuse. Um, somewhere in France and um, that was like his agony those last two years because he didn't have like all of his faculties um, he probably couldn't I think he didn't he wasn't able to, to like speak very well and things like that mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like this man who was probably very able to like communicate and be active and um, participate in the life of the of the community and all of this to to be hospitalized for three years and then those last two years of his life he was not like a hundred percent um so that's kind of like a kind of like attaching it to to the passion right mm -hmm. this this offering um so you it in in um in a certain way, it made me think of uh, uh, Franz Jägerstadt. Yeah. When we did the episode on uh, a hidden life. A hidden life. Just like if we didn't know of St. Therese of Lisieux, we wouldn't know about the parents. And then I think Leonie, the, the other daughter that is has a cause for canonization, um, she wrote a book about her parents, which... Uh, it might have helped for the canonization process um, because there's like a lot of, well, some correspondence between Celie and some of her relatives, then letters from uh, Louis um, and, and other people that show like their, um, their faith, how they lived and uh, how they trusted God. So, it's just the hiddenness of this life and how much fruit it has bore. So nine children, 
um, five religious, one saint, well, doctor of the church, really. Um, and then another, uh, well, right now she's a servant of God, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, so like putting that bar really high, you know, for married yeah, couples. For, and for families. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, I think. But attainable, you know, yeah. here's, here's the thing. Every saint um, that, that we talk about, whether it's Blessed Solanus or St. Therese, you know, they all, they all came from a family. And, yeah. and, and I think, um, I think we've talked about this before, the, the fact that that's our mission in life, you know, to, to become saints um, and to make our children into saints. So uh, yeah. the Martin did just that. You know, they got all their children into heaven and some of them are canonized. You know, that's, that's, that's an affirmation that they are in heaven. Uh, the fact that they're canonized, um, and, and it's, and it's attainable here. Now we're working towards it and anybody can, can do it. Even the people that, you know, if you, if you go back and think about St. Paul, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, or St. Ambrose, or who was the one that was, I always get those confused and you always call me out on it. <laughs> Augustine. Augustine was just like a right. basket case of a person. Yes, definitely. Right. So again, it's, it's, it's amazing that all the three of these people of, of this family that we're talking about uh, are already canonized saints and one more is pretty much on her way. Um, right. So it's a testament to how, how they lived their life, how they lived their faith, how they loved each other, how they loved their children, how they uh, um, it, how they confronted hardship. You know, even even the hardest of situations, it was it was a, a gift to God and it was a grateful heart. And I don't know if that was easier to do back then, you know, because they didn't have everything that we have in terms of like technology and they didn't have so many distractions. So maybe it was easier to just like stay focused on what's important. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's crazy to think, but it is achievable. I mean, if you think about it, you know, the tablet in those days were like the newspapers, right? Everybody had their face in a newspaper. Maybe I don't want to say that it was the same thing, but I think that what we can um, rescue from from the life of these two saints is that if both husband and wife are seeking God or seeking to do God's will and giving their life to to God, um, kind of like everything else will fall into place, no matter you know the hardships, the trials, you yeah. know the loss, the, the suffering, the physical suffering or death or anything. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things that I take to heart uh, from their lives is that they suffered so much, but they were joyful at the same time. Mm -hmm. I have to reread um, Story of a Soul because Therese does talk about her parents quite a bit. And then um, 
the father of the little flower is another one that I want to uh, check out. It's on my list to to read, and there's a specific book about the parents of the little flower that talks mm -hmm. about more in depth about kind of an insight on on their their family life, um, which um, you know it's a very lofty goal, but it, like you said, it's achievable. Even if we have distractions, even if we have uh, things that can uh, take us a little, give us a little detour from, from the path, um, it's still worth it, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you know why we celebrate their feast day on July 12th? I don't. So, usually the day that is picked for a saint to to be celebrated to the, their feast day is the day that they uh, entered into heaven so kind of like when they died not mm -hmm. kind of when when that saint. when they died um so Therese is october 1st because i think she died on september 30th um things like that Uh, for Solanas, I think it's uh, July 30th, which is coming up mm -hmm. because he he died around that that time frame. But what do you do when you have two people being kind of nice at the same time and they're married? Well, you pick their wedding anniversary. Mm -hmm. That <laughs> they die at different times, right? Because that's... Correct. Because mm -hmm. they get two? What's going on? So um, I guess like it sets a precedent because on July 12th is when they got married in uh, 1582, 15, 15, 1858. Man, I'm like butchering. Dyslexic. I'm dyslexic. Um, July 12th, they got civilly married. And I did not know this, but then they had a, um, a religious ceremony at midnight of July 13th. Mm because they wanted a quiet service where they could receive communion. Nice. So they didn't have like a big wedding. Mm -hmm. They didn't have banda or like <laughs> tamboras or anything. Um, bolo, bolo. I know. <laughs> they didn't, nobody threw rice at them at the, outside of the church. So it's like very austere. I think it's just, yeah, I think it says a lot more about who I think they were. Mm -hmm. uh, now that I know that little fact about, um, so that's pretty pretty cool about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think th that is what we had to say about Saint Louis and uh, Celie Martin. Do you have any closing comments, Gustavo? Well, just that. I like I said I knew somewhat about their story, um, but no, I, I'm I'm encouraged now to to go and learn a little bit more. It's it's really um, knowing about what they went through and and how they confronted some of these things, especially the losing of the children. I cannot fathom that. We've been very blessed uh, that the both that we uh, conceived, they both are alive and kicking. Kicking pretty hard, actually, um, and so I don't. I don't have a frame of reference to what that would be, and and that makes everything else that that might seem hard in my life 
just like so small in comparison. Um, so I think the, the lesson that I get from, from this conversation is the fact that we just have to always go back and, and, and befriend the saints. Um, if you're a married couple, you know, obviously a, a, a couple like Louis and Zali and, and just to learn how to be joyful and how to love each other and how to love the family to the point that it gets everybody into heaven. You know, I wonder if they're up there, you know, and they're keeping scores like with other families. I don't know if like St. Gianna Mola is like, I'm going to catch up to you sometime, you know, because, <laughs> um, but I like having dumb thoughts like that, but, but no, it's, it's very uh, beautiful to just hear how they were so devoted that they devoted their whole life, their whole family life, you know, in, in, in just in service of God. Um, and, and that we can strive for something like that on a daily basis. Um, that's just very reassuring. You know? Yeah. And if you're not married, if you're single and aspire to, that you feel called to, to a vocation as a married person, why not start asking for Louis and Celie's intercession, you know, mm -hmm. um, just putting it out there. Totally. So, yeah. Hopefully you know more about Saints Louis and Celie Martin today. And, um, maybe you start having a, a devotion to them and get to know them better. Um, we'll put some links to the books in the description of the video and, uh, yeah. Yeah, especially today, you know, it's their feast day. So um, go read up have on something them. French. Mm -hmm. have, have something some French. French some, cro to... some croissants. Croissants. Have you, you've made croissants, right? I have made them once or twice. They're very labor intensive. That was enough. <laughs> that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they are like $5 a dozen at Costco. Why would I slave myself? You know what mm -hmm. it is? I have very warm hands to mm. the, the butter would melt when I was like rolling out the, 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 you have yeah. to laminate it by hand and it's a hassle. I bet. Uh, yeah. So that's another going. thing that I've seen done on Instagram that I'm like, I'll be right back. Yeah. I'll go pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very rewarding to, to do that. Oh, it's I a bet. labor of love, but I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Follow us for more recipes. <laughs> we, see, we talked about food. That's that's good. That's yeah. another episode Check. that we end up talking about food. Check. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Barbatus Catholic Podcast. Um, go to direct.me forward slash Barbatus for um, the show notes. Well, the show notes, we put them in the um, YouTube video now, but yeah. we have all the places where you can find us. Um, our sponsors and social media and all that fun stuff and uh, see you next week and bless yep. Casey pray for us pray for us <laughs>